Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Hey, Tom. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? Good. You're really loud. Why? Why is that? Is that me or you? I don't know. There you go. There was a little reverb. My bit, my end. Sorry about that, folks. That's okay. All right. Happy Tuesday. We survived the first Monday. We got through, thank God. uh, What was it? Thank God. It's what was the thing yesterday? Shoot. I don't know. Something that is Monday. Like something about how great it was the first Monday. Correct. It was like, uh, there you have it. We're on to Tuesday ever forward. (laughs) No time to look back, right? No time to look back. Words. Although looking back can be beneficial. I'm sure we'll get to that. Maybe not today, but in fact, if someone wants to look back, we're doing something tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time where they can look back at what they accomplished and what they might not have accomplished last year and look forward with it to figure out how to actually accomplish what they set out to accomplish. We have a workshop. It's about an hour, hour and 15 minutes long at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight, and it is well worth your time. So I will put information in that in the chat box in the next couple of minutes for your podcast foes. Look for it in the show notes. Yes. And I would also say that if you're someone who hasn't figured out what you want to do in 2020, you have these wishes. Wait, and 2020? Two, 2022. Okay. All right. Didn't I say that? No, No, you didn't. You said 2020. So if you have things that you have are wishing for in 2022, but have not figured out how to do it, or it's stuck in your head and you haven't really told anyone, this is a great opportunity for you to go from I wish to success, which is actually the title of our workshop, The Renegade Way. So we hope that we will see you there tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And if for some reason you can't make it tonight, we have two more opportunities for you to catch it. The next one is on January 11th, which I believe is a Tuesday, and that is at 11 a.m. And then the final workshop is on Thursday, January 20th at No, 4 p.m. Sorry. 4 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Eastern time. I forgot. So January the 11th and January the 20th. The 11th is at 11 a.m. and the 20th is at 4 p.m. all Eastern time. So we hope that we see you there. So if you're feeling like you're just not ready or you're still working on whether it's your intentions, your goals, or you have this wish in your head that you really like to achieve and just can't figure out how to take the next steps to success, this will be a great place. The thing will be, you're going to have to have your camera on. It's a Zoom call, and you're going to need a piece of paper and a pen because it is going to be interactive and engaging and a chance for you to actually work on your own personal desires, not just, okay, here's the formula, go. So we look forward to seeing you tonight or at one of those other events. Can I add, Tom, that I think it's also for the person who is feels guilty about what they might not have accomplished last year, feels blames themselves for not 
taking more action, for not for setting a goal and not getting there. And I also want to say this would work for something that's personal and business. We've had people right. choose personal goals and this this process we walk through has worked for them as well. So if you have a personal goal that you're trying to figure out how to tackle, this is for you as well. Yes, just go to the link in the chat or in the comments and you can register and you will get the Zoom link for the workshop tonight. So we look forward to seeing you there. So now let's get on to the business of today's episode, which we will be talking, continuing to talk about it's go time. Today, we're going to focus on giving it time while uh, it's still go time, because I think that's a thing that we sometimes forget. So we'll get to that conversation in just a minute. Right now, though, we're going to do what we start every show with our celebrations. What are you celebrating today, Bob? I am going to celebrate the snow. It was so much fun to watch the snow yesterday, and it was even more fun. I like how the snow forces everyone off their game. You know, you have to think differently about travel. You have to think differently about work. And I like that it just sort of throws a giant monkey wrench in the day, and we're all dealing with the same thing. But what I also like about snow is you don't really know what's going to happen. You know, it might snow for 15 minutes, might be 15 hours. And so the unpredictability of snow is part of what I find appealing. That's very interesting coming from you. As well, someone who seems to want to like keep things in order. But it's it the reason I like it is everyone's out of order. Ah, uh, so you're not you right? don't feel we're alone. All, we're all dealing with the same chaos. Therefore, I can't be better or worse than anyone. We all have the same deck of cards that we're playing from. Okay. That was, that was really that's really insightful. Wow. And thank you. I learned something already. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just thought that was fascinating that you would like the chaos. I didn't expect that. So that's all right. That's just what's real for you, which is great. How about you? What are you celebrating today? So I am celebrating today. Um, what am I celebrating today? I'm going to celebrate the fact. I'm not sure this is a celebration, although I'm going to celebrate it is that the fact that we have a health system that allows us to uh, take care of ourselves and provides vaccines and things like that. And I know some people don't like those and that's all right. We all have our own choice, can choose what we wanna do, but I'm gonna go get my booster today. And so hopefully, uh, the, and a flu shot. Okay, One of the wow. reasons I have to do it, they're gonna, there are some colleges that I will officiate women's lacrosse at that will require a booster, so. And I also feel like it's just another opportunity for me to keep myself safe. I have not, I shouldn't say this. I am hoping not to get sick. I have been great so far. And so I'm hoping to maintain that as we get through the winter and into the spring and eventually summer. So that's my okay. celebration. Okay, nice. And the nation today, Tom, celebrates National Trivia Day. Trivia Day? So because it's National Trivia Day, I have one or two questions for you wrapped around trivia. Okay. What game sold 20 million copies in 1984? It was a trivia-oriented game. Trivia Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit. There you go. You're good. Wait, I have one more. I have to find my... I, that was I a little it. too obvious. Well, unless you're not very old. <laughs> um, what decade did trivia get its formal start? What decade? Yes. Trivia, get its formal start. Um, 
anybody wants to help me out in the chat, that would be great. I'm going to say the, I don't think it's been that long, 1970s. Oh, you missed by 10 years, the 1960s. Some oh. nostalgic college students began to informally trade questions and answers about popular culture from their youth. After writing trivia columns, Columbia University students Egg Goodgold and Dan Karlinski created the earliest intercollegiate quiz bowls. They tested culturally and emotionally significant yet virtually useless information. The students dubbed the test Trivia Contest. They later published a book in 1966, the first book treating trivia in this new approach. It became a New York Times bestseller. Interesting. I should have guessed that. Because I remember growing up, they used to have like the high school quiz bowl or whatever you would call it. And it was a little bit more not useless facts as they were, as they shared in that. It was more math problems and history questions. And I guess it's the same thing. Yep. Some people and would what year, what year do you think Jeopardy started? Oh, heavens. Jeopardy probably started in the a year. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to say 1982. You are incorrect, sir. The correct answer is what is March 30th, 1964? The original Jeopardy. So right in this, the college students and all this trivia stuff was building and they launched Jeopardy. Was Alex Trebek the host then too? No. Oh. No. I think it was Art Fleming maybe? Oh, you might be right. I think it's going through my head. Fascinating. I want to share, thank Pamela that Pamela has given me some confidence about my booster. Pamela went and got her booster and flu last week. Okay. Hopefully, Pamela, it didn't impact you, and I'm hoping for the same results. So, All right. Awesome. Excellent. So trivia. we should get to our program. I, I, I notice folks how Tom perks up when trivia comes into play. I'm fascinated by it. I, I, I like it. I'm, I'm up for a good. I always wanted to be someone who had like a trivia team, and we'd go out to a bar the same night every week and be a part of that. And what's I, stopping you? I don't know. I haven't found the right partners yet, I guess, who are interested in that. So I think that's my, you know, maybe that's a wish for this year that maybe I'll have to work on how I accomplish that tonight through our workshop. Hmm. Okay. I like that one. That's that's really good. Although it'll be interesting because I'm not sure how often people are doing those now, given our current situation. Uh, I'm in Delaware and there are two or three bars where they have those every week still. So I need to come to Delaware. To come to week, Delaware. You're you. welcome to. Yep. Sure. Sure. It might be a little bit of a trap. We'll, we'll see. Anyhow, it is go time. Truly go time to <laughs> dive into our show. Although we did a pretty good job of giving some time to get to this. And so that's our topic today is giving it time. Do you want to kick this off, Bob, or do you want me to? Sure. Start? I'm going to start with a story. I used to help people build websites. Let me settle in. <laughs> the year was 2020. No. Um, I used to help. Uh-oh. What What the heck? I have a cough Bob is drop. having some facial issues for everyone on the podcast. You can't I, I have a cough thing. drop, and in the middle of it, it's got like an extra relief, relief in the center, and it got really sticky, and it just got stuck. Wow. So you're... 
having a cough drop in the middle of a podcast broadcast where you're supposed to be talking. But I'm not coughing. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Just for you. Okay. Okay. So anyway, I used to work on building websites for people. Yes. And one of the things that happened almost every single time we launched a website, a new website, because it was different, it looked different, it felt different, everything was different. One customer would complain. The first customer would complain and the owner would call and say, hey, we need to take it down and go back to the old website. Well, what are you talking about? Is there a problem? Yeah, I had a complaint. Someone can't find the this thing or they were going to order and they couldn't do that. And this was almost universal with websites. And I know I worked at a newspaper years ago and we changed the design, the font, the whole look and feel, and we got calls and complaints. People canceled their subscriptions in the first week. Hmm. But lo and behold, a couple weeks later, no one paid any attention. It was, it just was. And I think that's one of the things I've learned about when it's go time is give it time. It can't be we launched the website today at 10 a.m. We got a complaint at 10.01. Up, back to the old thing. And I think I find myself when I try something new, if it's not working, the right off, I want to knee jerk and just pull the plug all the time. I have to really fight myself to say, you know what? Hasn't been enough time. Let's see this through. And you've seen it with things that you and I have done together. Oh, right? yeah. I, I am... I, it is it is something I'm working on, but I don't think I'm alone in that. I think a lot of people, you know, someone I talked to a couple weeks ago, they're like, yeah, I made four sales calls this morning. It's the first morning I've really done sales calls in the morning. No one bought from me. I'm not going to do sales calls in the morning anymore. I was like, I don't think you have enough of a solution set there to reach that conclusion. Why don't you try it for a month of mornings and then see? Because what if you just called the four people today that weren't interested and you call four people tomorrow and all four are interested? What would you do the next day? Oh, I'd probably make calls. Okay, you don't, you don't know. And I think we, we take initial data, especially if it doesn't support what we're doing, and make it into definitive data to say we should abandon something. What are your thoughts? No, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. I was thinking along the same lines. My initial reaction, my initial thought was a little different. And I'll get to that in a minute. I think you're right. I think we set ourselves up again because we're looking for those unrealistic expectations or the immediate results. And we are judging based on the immediate results, not on rather than taking those immediate results and trying to figure out, OK, you made four calls. Go back and ask the three questions we always encourage people to do. What went well? What didn't go as planned? And what would you do differently? And and I think those would help you see, okay, great. Those are the results I got today. And the funny thing is, is that I, I, I find that people buy differently. And we've probably had this conversation. Mm-hmm. And if not, I'm going to share. Uh, and if I have, it's okay. It's your program. Go for it. Well, it's our <laughs> program, but yes. Um is that, you, have the, you have the magic, though. Well, that's true. I could kick you out of the room. I won't do it now, but I will. Um, well, I think people would thoroughly enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, then I'd have to figure out what to say on my own. Anyhow, that people buy differently. You know, so like I'm one of those people who rarely walks into a store, sees something I like, and picks it up and goes and buys it. I'm someone who like, I have to think about it. 
and I'll walk around the rest of the store to make sure I'm not, there's not something else that I would prefer. And typically I will have to go back, which seems silly. And that's just the way it is. I have to go back and I'll leave and think about it, decide whether, oh yeah, or maybe there's a better sale somewhere else. So all of our buying habits are different. And I think that there could be someone in those four people that that person called who wasn't ready to buy today, who might, if you did a, a nice job of sharing what you have and not selling it, who might say, you know what, I really, that's interesting. I'm not ready for it right now, but that's something that might come up. So I'm going to keep this person's name and number handy and the results could change over time. And I think we're we're so eager to get results that we don't give whatever we're doing enough time for it to really soak in to all those people who, you know, we think we are going to see it. They're going to see it and be like, oh, I absolutely need this. And they're going to buy right away. When in reality, there is so much information going to towards people, so many options for people to consider. It's hard to make sure that people see everything that is out there in a way and at a time when they are ready to purchase or to make some decision around it. And I think that's it, it's similar when you share information with a team, right? When you walk in and you share it, some people are going to have an immediate reaction, good or bad. They're just going to have a reaction. Others are going to think about it, think, consider what are the implications of whatever the, the information you're sharing is, and then later come to a conclusion of how they feel about that information. And, and I think so often that we are so taken by those immediate results that we don't take the time to let it simmer, let it sit in before we, before we, give, before we really understand what were the results, the true results after longer periods of time where has, people have been exposed to it. Can I add Pamela's comment in? 30 touches to get interest. Instant success is the exception, not the rule. Yes. I you love hearing that. 30 touches getting, that's a lot of time to get someone interested. I mean, that's, that's emails, that's texts, that's phone calls, that's seeing them at networking events, that's dropping by their business. That's a lot of legwork. And I think a lot of times we're reluctant to do that. The other thing, as you were speaking, Tom, that struck me is, when we do something new, we are going past what we're comfortable with. So we are uncomfortable. The number one thing as humans we like to avoid is being uncomfortable. The quickest way to go from being uncomfortable to comfortable is to get rid of the thing that makes us uncomfortable. You know, if you put your hand on the stove, it starts to get uncomfortable. What do you do? You pull your hand away, right? Uncomfortable? Yeah. Might be a little bit more than uncomfortable. But doing Just, the things that you have to do to, to be a leader, to be a successful business owner, to be an entrepreneur, it's the same thing. You're literally getting your finger as close to that fire as you can. And there's going to be a moment where you're like, this is getting hot, this is getting hot, and you've got to keep your finger there, or you go back to where you were before. And I think because we don't like to admit our, our discomfort, we say, well, it didn't work because we don't really know. And those people, when I did the website work for them, we would always put Google Analytics. And 
we would look at the numbers after a couple months and compare the three months prior to the launch to the three months after. Invariably, the numbers were up. Time on the site was up. Number of visits was up. All those things that you could objectively look at and say, wow, this is doing better. But you had to give it a couple months. It couldn't be two days. It couldn't be two minutes. And I think this is what we find at this time of year, right? Oh, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to get up every morning at six o'clock and exercise. Do it the first day. Oh, I feel horrible. Second day. Oh, I feel really lousy. Oh, third day. I stayed up late watching a football game. I can't do it. Oh, you skip it one day. Well, that experiment's over. And, yeah, and how many people, you know, every ad on TV is a fitness center because they know everyone's going to join and then they're going to keep their membership for a year and not use it after about two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, as you say, that's hard and it's something that is hard and doesn't go well, or as we expected, we're likely going to move on from it to something else and not give it a chance to actually take seed and and actually work. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's our, you know, I think it's, it's almost too soon often to really judge. Even in January, you could be like, all right, at the end of January, I went to the gym all month. I didn't see the results I wanted. Okay. Well, maybe it's going to just take a little bit longer than you expected. You know, that we, if we've never done it before, and even if we have, we're now at a different place with different knowledge, experience, and perspective. So it's not going to be exactly the way it was before. So just because the last time it, you got results in a week or 30 days or whatever it might be, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get those same results. Actually, it's pretty unlikely that you get the exact same results as you did before. Well, and I think since the pandemic has come through, that's really upset the apple cart for a lot of people and just all their business operations have been affected. So we were all forced to do new things. And being forced to do new things, I think for a lot of people was easier than having the choice. Sure. It, it was survival mode. And it's funny when you hit survival mode, how you're much more willing to be uncomfortable because you know, you're just uncomfortable with the idea of it. Boy, if I don't figure something out, I'm in real trouble here. That suddenly propels us to try new things and to give things more time. Yeah. And for some people, those things actually become better for them than what they were in. They just never were willing to try it. For others, they might be like, yeah, that's not not the situation I like. I'd rather have the other, which is fine. Right. So do you have your one thing, Bob? I think my one thing is that we're preconditioned to want to pull, to stop something at the first sign of trouble, to avoid danger. And I'm finding more and more for me and the people I work with that having them press on as difficult as it can seem sometimes, as uncomfortable as they get, on the other side of that, there's great growth, both in terms of what they're doing as a leader or with their business, but also internally, like, wow, I, you're right. I, didn't, I did weather that storm. I am okay on the other side. In fact, that's what I like about when we celebrate. You know, those celebrations that we do with people, it's really about what did you do that made you uncomfortable? 
And now suddenly when you're celebrating, oh, I did that thing I didn't think I could do. I sent that email to 5,000 people. I was so scared that they were going to be mad. It was spam. I did it. That's the, now it's comfortable. And I think that's the thing. Was that a, I'm not sure that was a thing. I, I don't think I could put that in a sentence, but I'll tell you. Do you want to try again or should we just move on? No, no, I'm good. Keep going. All right. So my one thing, and I'm going to tell the story. We're going to end this with a story. And I think I may have shared this before. Sorry, I probably repeat my stories a lot. So I worked with, I worked at a university and I oversaw the media relations department. And they used to put out these massive um, sports media guides. And the football one was, I can't even tell you how, it had to be 200 plus pages. Oh, easily. I saw it. With more text and stats, more information than you could ever imagine. On every player, on history, crazy. The color of the helmet year by year. Uh, <laughs> man, it was hard to even. But you could find anything you absolutely wanted to know about the team. Like if it was, if you were curious, you could find it there. And this and, wasn't like a top team. This wasn't like Ohio State or Alabama or Georgia. This no. was, you know, a regional college. Is that a regional fair to college? Say? Yes. Yeah. A regional Division One college, but it was a college. So Might even it would always come out. Water. I know when they put it out, our people, you know, the team was so proud because and it was it was a whole summer project for them to put this together pretty much. And so it would come out and it looked beautiful, <coughs> glossy and a nice color cover photo. And and I remember one time the athletic director who loved those things because he was a media relations person. Like an hour it was it hadn't been out an hour. I don't think he'd had it in his hands an hour and he found a mistake a typo or some mistake and he let them know about it. And, and I think for the the team, they were frustrated, you know, like, look, you put together this probably hundred thousand word document that took forever and one typo or one, and that the feedback is, Oh, there's a mistake on page 36. And I think that that was frustrating to them. And so we came up with the 24 hour rule was that and i think this is this relates to what we're what we're talking about is that you couldn't make those kind of you couldn't offer suggestions or feedback that what that was not positive um, for that first 24 hours for the first 24 hours to let it sit in and digest and really look at the whole project now we can go back and the team could feel like, okay, it's out. And they could celebrate it being out. And now, you mean the media relations team, not correct. the football players and, and all correct. that, right? The media relations team could okay. celebrate the fact that it was out. And that this project that they had worked on for a long time, they had completed, which was their goal. And so then after 24 hours, we could sit down and they could have a discussion about it. And I think that's something that's good in business is to give to give yourself a window of time and decide that up front just like we did we decided it was going to be 24 hours before people could really evaluate and comment on it and and i think that's the same with anyone else you know we did this launch of our uh, a program a six-week program in our app and i think that during the launch when initial interest was slow made it challenging and we wanted to sort of judge it and we i think or I. 
<laughs> I'm not going to. If you want to call yourself out, that's up to you. I would, I'm, I'm good not with that. <laughs> and I think that we didn't. So we didn't allow it time for it to settle in. And I think that's, you know, my my one thing would be set up a time by which you are not going to judge or even evaluate the results where you're just going to celebrate the fact that you have done that. And whether that's 24 hours, whether it's a week, whether it's a month, whether it's six months, you know, if you're going to try sales calls, it can't just be a day. You have to give yourself probably a week or a number of calls before you stop and say, okay, now let me go back and evaluate, not judge and see what happens. And I think so often when we give ourselves that time, we are more likely to have more effective feedback and thoughts because it's not just that immediate, oh, I saw a mistake. Oh, that call didn't work. Oh, this person reacted in the meeting poorly and they were upset. Well, let's let it sit in and give it time before well, we are Doesn't it lessen the emotion too? Sure. Well, I think, that's, I think that's the big thing. Correct. Taking it from an emotional response, how could be, there be a typo on page 30 till, hey guys, I, I realized that you did 100,000 things here. There are a couple that didn't work out. Can we talk about a process next year to try to catch those things? Sure. That's and a I different discussion. Very different. Even for them who, you know, media relations people, they're, they proof and reproof and have someone else proof and <laughs> So I think it was even harder that they're like, it was harder for them to realize how they could have missed that. Although I think as you go through the process, you can go back and say, oh, you know what? I copied and pasted. And in doing that, I it didn't eliminate a small word. Right. So I had an extra word in there. And okay, so maybe that's not the best way to do it. Or, you know, and again, some people, is when I read my stuff, I have a hard time finding, especially if I read it shortly after I wrote it, I'm not a good editor on it. If I give it time and set it away and then come back to it. So I think that's my thing is that establish a time frame by which you are only going to continue to gain information. And then at the end of that time frame, sit down and go back and ask yourself the three questions. What went well? What didn't go as planned? And what would I do differently? Nice. Thanks. That was There's long. a lot in that episode. Yes, it, there is. And if that you was have like one four thing, episodes packed into one. I know. It's probably not good. We could have spaced that out a little bit further. Anyhow, <laughs> if you have one thing you'd like to share, please feel free to put it in the comments because we know that it will not only help us as we consider this and continue to think about this topic, it will also help others who may be just looking for that exact thing. So please feel free to put it there. If you are listening to the podcast and can't put it in the comments, we invite you to come to our Ring of Renegades Facebook group, whether you're a member or not yet, and offer your one thing. If you are not yet a member, it's easy to join. What's Just go wrong to... with you? Don't judge. Okay. Maybe it's the first time they're hearing the show. Fair enough. All right. All right. You all never right. know. Something we can't control. So okay. uh, all you have to do is go to Facebook, search for Ring of Renegades, and then ask to join. It is a private group because we are trying to create a space where people can come and share their thoughts, ideas, concerns, questions, information, and not be judged. And we're helping each other take our next step along our own unique pathway to success. So we look forward to seeing you inside the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. We hope that if you're available, you can join us at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight for our workshop 
from I Wish to Success, the Renegade Way. And it's it's so much fun. If neither of those are options for you, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time for our next edition of today's antidote. Have a great day, everyone. Tom, I'd be remiss if I didn't say go Tigers and embrace the renegading you. You would be remiss. That's good that you chose to do that. All right, everybody, have a great day. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's antidote powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.